Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Elio's original. And I was really scared because... I didn't know much about this city. I didn't know how it worked. And I basically parlayed my misery into nine guest stars in a year. It's taking over my dreams, waking me out of my sleep. I think I'm coming apart. Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. Welcome to The Margaret Cho, where we talk to people you know and people you should know. And I really would encourage you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because we only have a few reviews and we really need more. And uh, it would be great to hear from you. And if you do review us, I will read you on air like this one um, from NeuroNurse45, Positive Podcast. I have a pretty physically and emotionally demanding job. Your podcast is great to listen to on the way in. I love my crime and drama, but the Margaret Cho leaves me with a lighter heart. And also, hell yeah, for queer inclusiveness. Thank you. Thank you. And um, please, please leave us a review on um, Apple Reviews, five stars. If you if you want to help us out, it really does help us out a lot. And uh, rate and review and um, leave us a review and I'll read it. Thank you. My guest today is somebody you really should know, um, amazing, incredible actress, Amy Landecker. Now you're on your schedule of promoting the Transparent finale. Yes, I am. I'm on a massive press tour promoting the Musical.ly finale. Of transparent, on, which I love. Uh, thank you. I yeah, love. I'm excited. People seem a bit confused by what's happening. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of questions. Still, like, well, wait, is there a season five? Or wait, what do you mean a musical movie? Is it in movie theaters? So it is just to be very clear. There's not separate episodes. Mm-hmm. It will be a one hour, I think, about forty minute mm-hmm. film, quote unquote, on Amazon. So it's yeah. not a film you go see in the movies. It's like those other movies that you watch on Amazon. I always think about the Soloways and I think about them actually being a, like Rodgers and Hammerstein. They're like musical family <laughs> because I, I yeah. was uh, around for all of the early shows that they would do in L.A., whether it was sort of Brady Bunch. Right. The real life Brady Bunch. Yes. Did you ever go to those shows? Or- in Chicago. I yes. was sort of a part of the original and they also did like Cannibal Cheerleaders on Crack. Yeah. I was uh, in the Chicago theater scene at the same time and never knew I would have eventually sort of cross paths with them oh wow yeah very fun but yeah i knew all that stuff and yes it's at the root this is like very 
very full circle. It's basically like them with a budget. You know, this yeah. is what they've been doing their whole lives. Yeah. And now they're just doing it on a bigger scale. And it comes down to like the essence of what they were both doing. The sisters, this is Jill and Faith, were doing like these huge like kind of spoofy reviews that were really fun and really gay mm-hmm. and really crazy and really <laughs> irreverent and re- like, but it was it was like they were spoofing on things that were very established like the Brady Bench or like I was in a production of Foxes oh. which um, was the you know big Jodie Foster yeah, yeah. Cherie Curie movie yeah yeah and then they did a sort of a drag version but not not solely drag because not every gender was reversed it was always sort of like just an interesting thing there's also St. Amal's Fire that they did seriously I didn't yeah. know that um, oh I would love to see St. Elmo's Fire St. Elmo's Fire was a good that one that needs to get done again <laughs> it was a good one because it was uh, with Anna Gasteyer as oh Andy God. McDowell which oh God, was I a very it. it was really a very interesting portrayal because you think of like Andy McDowell as being um, I, I don't remember her that much from St. Elmo's Fire Demi Moore is all right. you remember but yes true it, it really although I also remember Ally back. Sheedy Oh, Ali Sheedy's yeah. great. Ali Sheedy was wearing the, uh, the long preppy. pearl necklace, yes! and she is the preppy girl. And she slept with, that's what it was. She slept with um, Andrew McCarthy, right. and Judd Hirsch discovers that and like loses yes. his mind. Yes. That's what it was. And Judd Hirsch was she kind of. She slept with like best friends. Yeah. Yeah. But Judd Hurst was kind of like from a Gordon Gecko. It was kind of like a Wall Street character. Like when right, 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 right. Yuppies were very yeah, sexy. Yuppies. Yeah. In and the evil. 80s, and they were evil? In, in narratives, they were always evil. Yeah. Do you ever want to be a yuppie? I did, kind of. I think back in the day, I mean, I used to be like in love with, I certainly was like attracted to yuppies. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rob Lowe in that era. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. Yeah. And that sort of, yeah, swaggering. Oh God, Judd. Wait, no, who's the mean guy in um, Pretty in Pink? Oh, uh, James Spader. James Spader. Yeah. You know, they sort of had like the, the, the like this clenched jaw and they were the rich boys. Yes. 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 They have a short shelf life. Yes. Those kinds of <laughs> yes, guys. They sure do. Because they're really high like in their like early 20s and then it, they run to fat quickly <laughs> <laughs> true because you know, they drink too much like they drink too much beer they're like frat boys they, they become like their fathers yes not yes. to body shame i mean i, yeah, I do right. i do love fat it's the lifestyle that ages them because they're modeling gender from their from their fathers. Yes. So they're that drinking. That particularly brand of le- masculinity doesn't move well into adulthood. No. Yes. Because they almost fast forward into really like late adulthood, like yes. late 40s. They go from hey. like 19 to hey. the late 40s. Late 40s. Hey, I'm my 50s, so I'm... Oh. I'm <laughs> We're allowed to say that. I'm going to be 50 this month. It's Woo-hoo! good. It's good. I'm, I'm actually feel amazing. It's definitely like something that I wasn't prepared to be 50 but now i'm like oh it's great i feel really good i feel like oddly unaware of any big thing yet but i i, I might hit me later like i know mm-hmm. it's a big number and everything but mm-hmm. i'm like yeah i feel fine i i but I, I you know that could change talk to me when it actually happens but i feel good i guess i don't feel older unless i hang out with younger people which i right. do right that's the I'm only really time shocked. you're even aware that's yes. right that's so true i think rock and roll just kind of changed everything and mm-hmm. i i just don't think any of the rules apply but yes i am aware of it you know and i still consider myself like extremely 
viable and I consider my husband who's about to turn 60 extremely viable and then you talk to like a 20 year old about sleeping with either of us and Mm -hmm. they find that really disgusting oh no no (laughs) No, they do no no they do like they're like ew he was an old man I'm like who that guy I think he's hot like that's when I realize how old I am does Mm -hmm. that make any sense yeah, I guess not in, that I couldn't find a twenty-year-old to do me, but I'm just saying in yeah, general. Yeah, when I um, am around younger people, I think it's also like being around a lot of aliens because it's like <laughs> we don't really breathe the same air, like we don't have the same kind of physical like components, but it's uh, like I'm understanding like a new being. Yes, yes, and they're sort of even the way you just held yourself, which people can't see, but it was a very like, sort of like I'm I'm observing. Yeah, I'm observing, observing your customs, <laughs> but it's. Uh, like I went to this nightclub this weekend with a bunch of younger people. And of course, the nightclub did not open till midnight, first of all. Right. I, that's my problem. That's I want to go dancing mm-hmm. and nothing starts till 10 p.m. That's not cool. And I go to bed about them. Yes. And I want to dance. Yeah, but we have to do it early. I have to do it early. <laughs> I do too. I can't do it. But I, I, of course, get there at midnight when the place opens and nobody's there and I'm texting my friends in there. And like, what, oh, they roll in at about 1 a.m.? 1.30. They're Jesus like, we'll be there at 1.30. We'll, we'll be there early. We'll be there at 1.30. That's early? Oh my God. It's crazy. But I was there. I had a good time with them, but I was there until four in the morning and it was really too late. And, I, and then I would have to like spend a week. That's when I feel my age. I guess a little bit. It would take me about a week to recover from yeah. the one four a.m. deal. It's too much. Yeah, I, I mean, I maybe can't. I could go to bed and then wake up at four a.m. and then go. Yeah. Maybe that's a better. <laughs> that's a good idea. That would live in my world way more comfortably. Yeah. I could pull that off. That could definitely. Yeah, happen. that's a good idea. Let's go to bed at nine. About mm-hmm. four a.m. We get up, get dressed, and go dancing. That's a better plan. <laughs> and then you know, then I'll have my cardio done. <laughs> So it's perfect. I'll do it with you. you yeah, we'll do it. it. But 50 is, is, is so youthful. It's so sad. It's true. Other the than ju- having to like get up early or get stay up late or whatever. Other than that, 50 for me doesn't feel so different. I agree. My husband's turning 60 and he's complaining more. And I do know like I understand that systems will slow down. Like I get the physical reality of mm-hmm. the human body. Mm-hmm. But I have yet to feel that difference. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And I think it has to do with like our lifestyle. I mean, I think because when we're in front of the camera, we just have to really take (laughs) care of ourselves. But we do. We actually do. Our physical condition is important. I spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a year on lasers. You know, I think like sometimes I'll see a picture of myself and be like, you know, I look pretty good. I'm like, well, yeah, I spent $10,000 on a light being pulsated into Mm -hmm. my skin and burning. Yeah. So as to create collagen to regenerate. Right. And I I have right now I'm getting ready for a bunch of our premiere of Transparency tomorrow night. I'm going to the Emmys on Sunday for Creative Arts with Bradley. Mm-hmm. So I have a fake tan going. I have nice. I have fake nails. I have fake eyelashes. <laughs> and it's like this whole thing where, you know, friends from high school are like, you look unbelievable. I'm like, well, yeah, I've spent all this money, all this time, and then I'm going to go into two hours of hair and makeup on top of all the base reality Mm. that's going on. So, I mean, you better look. Yeah, we have to to take care of ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves. I mean, I like the lasers too, but my problem with the, because I do spend a lot of money and time on that kind of stuff, but the problem is I will go right back out in the sun. Right, and then it literally comes right back. Yeah. It's like you slough it off and then it just like comes. But there's another one called all therapy. Have you heard of this? Oh, is that? This uh, is that was going to get that for my neck. Torture. Oh, is this it really is, bad? Oh, whoa. 
Basically, it is burning you on a subdermal level so that you don't even see any bruising. There's no downtime because Mm -hmm. it's so deep inside that all the bruising and all the wounds are so far underneath that they never come to the surface. Wow. And it's a tightening thing. Yeah, it's for your neck. Mm -hmm. And And I do it every year. And it supposedly keeps you from having to get like any kind of facelift or something. But every year I go, am I really going to do this again? And I don't have no idea if it works. I heard Tina Fey made some joke about these lasers. Sometimes she said, I feel like it's like giving someone thousands of dollars and they hold like a flashlight to your face. <laughs> like leave. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyway, that's my little, some people ask, what are the tips that you have? All therapies is my tip of I the gotta day. I got to try it. I don't really care about wrinkles on my face. Um, It's more just about my neck. I agree. And who was it who wrote, um, she's a wonderful writer. I think she passed away. Oh, Nora Ephron. Right. She she wrote, you know, I hate my neck, right? And I was younger when that came out. And I was like, that's not, I don't like that title. Like, that's so ageist. And now it's like, that's all I can think about. It's like, that's that's the only thing I don't like is my goddamn neck. Yeah. What I do, sometimes (laughs) my my, uh, makeup artist, John Stapleton, he will take like this special tape. Tape! With like a string. I haven't started the tape yet, but I've heard of the tape. Oh, I love it. But then it makes you really claustrophobic. Because he will like tighten. So it feels like like someone's strangling you? Yeah. He'll snatch my skin in the back of my neck and like actually pinch it so that all the wrinkles go away. And I feel amazing. But then it's like, but it sound, feels like someone has not yet been sprung. Like it's so <laughs> you're just about ready to bounce right back. Yeah, I did a movie called um, Beatrice at Dinner where they did a top knot. Okay, mm-hmm. and they it was so tight mm-hmm. that I didn't realize that that is another form of a facelift. Yeah, uh, like a really tight top bun. Yeah, will pull up your face. It is kind of suffocating all of Ugh. the things that I don't like you that. have to do In sometimes. fact, I'm wearing a bra right now and all I can think about is I just want to take my bra off. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm not going to do it. Well, you can. <laughs> I don't even bother with a bra anymore because my um I'm just I just can't. And then the wire bothers me. Oh. I did that's why I never watched that show because I thought it the was going to be about my underwire. <laughs> the wire. Yeah, the Emmys is fun though. I mean, it's like that's a good one because it's a little bit like it's the worlds that you want to look into. All of the people are the most exciting. Mm. I love it. I always enjoy it more when I go as a guest. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm with Bradley, I have the best time of my life. Yes. When we went and we were nominated, for some reason, like I get into high school mode where mm. I feel unpopular and uncool or something. Like, no. does that make any sense? No, but that's like the best time to go when you're nominated because it's like now you're really, I mean, it's like then you've no, got you're skin n- in the game. But you don't because it just brings up less than. If I'm there with someone else, I'm just in support mode and I'm just like, this is the best time and I'm just yeah. people watching. Yeah. But if I have any skin in the game, mm-hmm. I go into like, I suck Mode. No, it's just that lame. That's sad because it's just like that's what everybody wants to be nominated. Yeah, you know. So it's well, like, I was never individually nominated either. I don't even know what would happen to me then. It was just when Transparent would be nominated. I I don't even know the psychic stress. <laughs> have you been nominated? You must have. You yeah, must have won been, a bunch. Uh, I'm I'm not one. I've been nominated for an Emmy one time, and well, I lost to Kathy Bates, but which is honorable. Yes, that's honorable. <laughs> Very honorable. Very honorable. What was lose. it for? It was for uh, Thirty Rock for playing oh, Kim Jong. Man. Ill oh and Kim God, Jong Un. That's amazing. I spent less time in the makeup chair for that role than I do just to be myself. Yes, much less time. Don't Significantly you, don't less. You kind of love that though. So great. I know. I so did Handmaid's Tale, and it was like, okay, you're Ooh. done in five minutes because it's they so great. It's I love the freedom of no hair and makeup. It's so great. Yeah, bring it, bring it, bring it. That's how guys get to do it. I know. 
you know? all the time guys every don't day have to do anything i mean i guess technically we don't have to do it either but no, i have definitely subscribe to the patriarchal bullshit well <laughs> with my fake tan fake lashes anyway it's not really for the patriarchal thing it's for myself like, oh yeah yeah no, and it's okay too by the way there's an artistry to it my kid by the way who's like super progressive always reminds me that there's nothing wrong with it if it gives you pleasure right How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So then, um, do you have your dress ready for the Emmys and everything? I don't. So here's what's funny. I have to go to two Emmys because mm-hmm. Bradley Whitford, I don't know if I mentioned that's my husband. He's been nominated for Handmaid's Tale on Sunday as guest star. So that's mm-hmm. creative arts. Yes. Now, normally, if the guest star, I believe if the tradition is still the same, the guest star who wins on this Sunday presents the following Sunday. Ah. But because he has a new show on NBC called Perfect Harmony, mm-hmm. him and Jimmy Smits, who also has a show on NBC, are presenting. So I know I'm going okay. to the big one. For some reason, I'm in denial about the big one, and I haven't figured out what I'm wearing. And someone's like, well, can't you just borrow? And I'm like, "Not to, God, I feel like I'm like talking about like things that I never like speak of this extensively. But another horrible thing is if you're above a size four, right. you can't take a sample size. Yes, yes, so yes. I'm too big for a sample size, which means that I have to go buy something, and I refuse to spend like the amount of money that it costs to get a really great dress. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of hoping that the universe somehow is just going to miraculously show up with the yeah. dress. I do have Sundays. So I'm so for the creative arts, I'm wearing like a mid calf length sheath off the shoulder mm-hmm. lavender dress by Pamela Barish, who's a local wonderful designer in Santa Monica and like pink pumps with flowers all over them. And I'm, I'm excited about that. I got that outfit set. I have no idea if anyone has... Well, this will, won't air in time, but I, if you have a dress, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't have it. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I remember um, Sharon Stone wore a oh, gap right, t-shirt and a black and like a black, like gorgeous taffeta skirt, big skirt. And it was, wouldn't it, it be was funny so if I just great. decided to just copy that completely? Yeah, I think it would be really good. And I'll just tell everyone that Margaret Cho told me <laughs> to do it. Well, it was so revolutionary when she did that because it was kind of like, God, why don't we just be comfortable? I know. And also, you know, um, was it Frances McDormand? Yes. Yes. She wore a 
like denim jacket to yeah. the Tonys and so great. a t-shirt. And maybe I'll just do that. I don't know. Or I always like what Jill Soloway does. She'll do like a suit. A suit. Which it's is always a great, a good it's also option. a great look too. Yeah, I agree. Or a backwards suit like Celine Dion. Remember the backwards yes. backwards? Yes. That was weird though. <laughs> it Speaking was weird. of choking, I feel yeah. like I would feel that way all night. Yeah, because like the, the back of I don't, the I don't want jacket falling back. Is coming up on your I was thorax. also born with the umbilical cord around my neck, so I really don't. Oh, like, you're very yeah. I really don't like stuff. Around Do you my remember neck. that? No, but my mom <laughs> thinks that's why I don't like things around my neck. Oh, could be have nothing to do with it. But you mean like a choker? Or like, like not a... even like a turtleneck or like when oh, I get okay. a job and they ask like, "Do you have a thing?" Mm-hmm. I always say I can't wear anything that cuts off my like right here around oh. the, where the Adam's apple would be if I was a man. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, because I feel like I'm choking. Yeah, maybe it's a past life thing. Yeah, it could be past life. Um, maybe you were executed, you were hung, or in a past life, or my head was chopped off. Oh yeah, yeah, that could have been it. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like past life. God, I don't think I believe in it, but I kind of do because my father and I always argued, and I asked a past life regression therapist about it, and she. She said, first of all, this is both of our first lives together since we had a big fight because we were soldiers in a war hundreds of years ago. And we haven't seen each other in several hundreds of years. And last time we saw each other, we were in a big fight. You're on opposite sides of the war. Yes. And we were uh, soldiers fighting. And we're still fighting. (laughs) And then it's complicated by the fact that this is my first lifetime as a woman. Oh, interesting. Which actually makes sense to me Mm -hmm. because I'm always very surprised at the, the female things that happened like I was always surprised when I got my period because mm. it was always hit like I never got one before yeah yeah I'd be like oh no like it felt like it was coming at the wrong person yeah I'm like what a is surprise this? every month every time that's interesting and just womanly things always sort of vexed me yeah I, so. I've, I've heard that I that was not my story but I've heard that from some women that I know and yeah. I find it fascinating it's Might like be our first lifetime is yeah been. maybe I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but so then you're gonna well you'll figure out what you I mean, you always have a good style. Oh, thanks. You always good style. You know, I used to try to do like the whole stylist thing, which is actually lovely and you always look kind of amazing, but it's it's an enormous undertaking. And it, it's a huge amount of money. It is. And especially since I'm not going for anything that anyone's paying for my stuff. So it's all on me. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, plus, I realized also that like no one's really paying attention to what I'm wearing. I be went. I want <laughs> I always like to see what you're wearing. My mom's wondering. I want to see what you're wearing. I want to see what Jill's wearing. I always want to see what uh, Gabby's wearing. Yeah, Gabby. She's great. She has got a very natural style. Mm -hmm. And she never overworks anything and totally doesn't do hair and makeup. She puts on red lipstick and looks like a fucking goddess. Yeah, that's all she needs. Yeah, she's just one of those people. Also, Natasha Leone has great Mm. style too. It's kind of effortless. Oh my God. It kind of comes out of the attitude or, or it comes out of like just like the persona that's real and it's talent and it's also kind of a little bit of New York. It's New York. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely like a cool New York kid vibe. Yeah. Those yeah. girls. Yeah. But you are a Chicago born That's right. So when did you come here? So I, I started to come a little bit when I was 38. I'm going to be 50. So pretty late. I left Chicago when I was 35 for mm-hmm. New York. I was a voiceover. I was like, big voice of Hallmark and McDonald's. Wow. Yeah, I had big accounts and I was making nice, very nice living. Mm -hmm. And I was getting to do theater at Steppenwolf and the Goodman. And Mm -hmm. so I really had no plans on leaving Chicago. But I had a boyfriend at the time who was going to teach at a college in the East Coast. And I had done a Rebecca Gilman play in New York. And 
the woman who was directing that play was like, I have a second bedroom and it would, I'd be closer to the boyfriend. So really it was like a very kind of unplanned move to the East Coast. And Tracy Letts wrote a play there called Bug that took me to L.A. And I, I didn't get into on camera. I mean, I was like a guest star on Law & Order or whatever, but I wasn't like a on-camera actress until I was almost 40. Mm-hmm. I booked A Serious Man, which was this Coen Brothers movie. And yes. it kind of like changed the whole traje- trajectory of my life. Yeah, All of a sudden I was like being considered for you know, TV shows and I got to do Curb Your Enthusiasm and I was on Louie and I was Paul Reiser's wife and like comedy stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, was coming out of that. And then I, yeah, I moved out here to do Paul Reiser's show. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately that show fell apart as did my marriage. And I found myself living in LA and I wasn't really planning on it. And when I say moved out here, I meant like we put our stuff in storage in New York. We thought we'd go back in six months. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, I live in L.A. Yeah. And I was really scared because I didn't know much about this city. I didn't Mm -hmm. know how it worked. I felt kind of old to be starting here, to Mm -hmm. say the least, for Mm -hmm. a woman, quote unquote. Like, oh, my God, I'm 40 and I'm moving to L.A. And I basically parlayed my misery into nine guest stars in a year. Wow. Yeah. I was basically like any time I did all those shows where like I either killed someone or someone died or my kid was in danger Mm -hmm. or I mean it was like I would go in and I auditioned for every single one of them Mm -hmm. and I would just you couldn't I couldn't not book it it was like I'd go in and just like either be angry on cue or cry Uh on cue and I was all just using what was going on and I it was great and it allowed me to financially survive here yeah and in the meantime, there was this weird little streaming show starting. And mm-hmm. Jill Soloway grew up listening to my dad in Chicago. He was a disc jockey, big, mm-hmm. big, famous disc jockey in, in, in Chicago. And Jill had seen me on The Serious Man and on Curb and Louie. And so that's when everything kind of turned. Mm-hmm. Although there was a funny side story to that, too, which was that I... I was never a writer and I was working with Paul Giamatti on some movie in, in New York that no one saw, but he was such a, a amazing human being to meet. And he, my divorce was quite comical because my boyfriend and my kid did not get along mm. and my ex's girlfriend and my kid just fucking loved each other. Wow. And it was this really hysterically ripe situation mm-hmm. that was making me completely nuts mm-hmm. and Paul was like you need to write about this mm-hmm. you need to write about this and I'm like I don't write I don't write and not that I would even dare to say that I do stand-up I don't but I took a stand-up class I did Ooh. a stand-up yeah and it was fun but mm-hmm. I could never do what you do it takes like so much balls I always equated it was like a weird high it was like cocaine high like yeah. like I didn't yeah. like the high oh okay do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. like I was like oh this is too edgy for me right like I don't this isn't a yummy high yeah, this is, yeah. I came off stage like feeling like overexposed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could never repeat it yeah yeah it was I was, a, hard. I was hard. Uh, yeah it takes incredible courage and commitment but anyway it hit so well this kind of divorce the situations that I was in mm-hmm. and that was videotaped and I had gotten to work with Nicole Hollis Center on a movie called Enough Said and just randomly a, like a friend of mine was like you should send that tape to Nicole Hollis Center and see if she'll do a tv show with you about it it was like one of those like yeah and you know 
like whatever run for president i mean it was just mm-hmm. ridiculous but i did yeah. and she said yes mm. and we sold it to fx it was called angry milf <laughs> and uh i sold it the same day that i booked transparent wow and it was actually nicole said you're not going to be able to do both because we'd actually Ooh. sold it to FX as a sort of like cur bluey thing where right. I would be the female version. Mm-hmm. And this was before Pamela had made better things. And it was basically the same story, to be yeah. honest. It was a voiceover, single mom, blah, blah, blah. So it was interesting. But it was a day where like sort of post-divorce, post-trauma, me and the boyfriend had broken up. Like everything that could go wrong went wrong. Yeah. And this one day mm. I felt like... My entire life kind of changed. Yeah. Although the writing has never turned into anything. I'm still writing. I've sold one other thing, but nothing's actually come of any of that stuff yet. But it's been an interesting, it might come to something someday. Yeah, yeah. But it was more sort of that I could be creative and new experiences would take place and a yeah. new life could take place. Yeah. So it was a good day. That's really good. And yeah. that's fantastic. It's really important to know that we're not sort of the stories that everybody thinks like about Hollywood like that we can be successful and be in our 40s 50s 60s and beyond and things can even start that's right now start I mean yeah I never written anything in my life that's awesome and I was like you know so I always think like people just need to try different stuff you don't know what you're capable of you don't and that's really important to remember yeah and it's like we always get told that we can't do things but that's not that's not true you know, we can. And that's why I'm always like super open about my age and everything. Because I want people to know I'm not into like, I'm not going to tell you. I fucking tell everybody. Because mm-hmm. I want people to know. Like, I just got married again. Like, mm-hmm. I found the love of my life. I mean, like, this yeah. is all, everything can happen in a day. Yeah. You have no idea. Yeah. And until you're dead, anything can happen. And that's the best <laughs> thing about living. It's like, we, yeah. we, you know, all things are open. All things are possible. They really are. Yeah. You just got to keep going out there. It's really cool taking a swing I love it and you know one of the things that I loved about your character on Transparent is you got to have the best sex (laughs) of all of the characters because everybody else kind of like failed it but you really got like she did corner the market on pleasure the Capri Sun in the car season one yeah um true I will tell you as a cliche you know, shooting that stuff is never as fun as it is. No, it's to always do. weird. It's super weird. It's weird, yeah. you know. Although, I mean, Melora Harden, and I think partially maybe because I'm sort of boringly straight in my own life, that those scenes were kind of fun and not as, mm-hmm. you know, it was a little more loose because mm-hmm. it wasn't sort of steeped in my own insecurities as a straight girl who was, you know, mistreated by her boyfriend in high school. It was mm-hmm. like an open zone. Yeah, yeah. And I had a lot of good chemistry with Melora and Jizz Lee, who who came in was also a sort of fun, safe way, zone. way sexy, way fun. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's not to me like it, it's not like I guess when I try to do straight sex on camera, mm-hmm. I feel like somehow I'm exposing my own self because mm-hmm. that's the kind of sex that I have. Mm-hmm. But when it's out of something that I do, it's yeah. more like acting and it's less scary. Yeah, it's although always... being being. Do you remember when I dommed her? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that actually was not I freaked out completely. it's tough yeah I, it's well, tough. I didn't I because I didn't feel I don't get that whole like I don't know that was a weird and even though when I saw the final cut and it's to me it's super funny mm-hmm. in the final cut mm-hmm. but the actual shooting of that and having to like say terrible things to somebody mm-hmm. and also may have been too because Sarah wasn't doing it in a safe situation mm-hmm. she was actually 
she was losing it a little bit. So right. that that could have have a really big part to to play with why I found it so. And I also when we were in the woods and I was getting flogged. And when they were in a wide, I didn't like that either. Like, I definitely don't. I like, like, so to say, like, oh, it was also fine. I mean, it's, it's none of that. That stuff is very, you're very vulnerable. Is right. All I'll say. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But it's, it's really fun to watch and it's really fun to. Yeah. And I always know, enjoyed watching it. it. Like, yeah. and the edits were always so good and I was Ooh. always so happy with the result. Yeah. I really think that show knew how to edit those scenes. And I was, I thought they were funny. Mm-hmm. Like the scene with the dildo with mm-hmm. Melora and, you know, then she gets a phone call I mean, they all and being flogged in the woods was fun. Like everything was funny when I saw the final cut. Yeah, yeah, and sexy and really, well, I mean, really important. I think too. Just yeah, to show. and the representation was important. I mean, the only thing that was hard was like there's a lot of projection that goes on. So if people are like drunk and I'm out somewhere, there's a lot of like projection that I'm. So Sarah yeah of course. and and you're kind of like you're wasted and <laughs> you're <laughs> practically assaulting me yeah because you think that I'm this kind of stoned character who's into threesomes that you watched last night and mm-hmm. that's a character I'm yeah. playing yeah and if, if that's what I want to do in my private life that's my business too yeah. but there's this public consumption I mean oh, yeah. of these things where sometimes you feel like but but I also in a more sane way and to all of my queer friends and to people that I do know that are into those worlds yeah. I was really happy to represent what yeah. I think is a part of the sexuality of our culture and mm-hmm. of women that is not really represented yeah because you made it very real you know and that's what's really important I think that's a really good test of like an actor to like really show that like pleasure and really show it in a very real way you're not commenting on it it's not a parody of it it's like very true so that's good well I think Jim Frona who is our DP has something to do with that too because he's this really lovely safe zone of a human being and Mm -hmm. I think normally on camera you might feel stepped out of it a little bit Mm -hmm. but because well, also everyone I was with, like Alia Shawkat, Rob Hubel, like everyone that I was with through the years was incredible. I mm-hmm. mean, I just had the best people to yeah. do those scenes with. Yeah. The best. The best. The best. Yeah. So I had amazing people to play off of. And then I had this incredible DP who never felt like you just never felt like you were actually on camera. It felt like the camera was with you in mm-hmm. some weird way. Mm-hmm. So it was a perfect case scenario to feel free. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. I also love the scene with Jason where the, oh, Jason, <laughs> the yes. we, the we and I've told him before Forgot like about Jason. I I, I know him and he and I did an animated thing together, so I was talking to him about that scene and about how, like, I could just smell his head. Totally. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. No, he's amazing. He's amazing. I can't believe I didn't. Yeah. My pot dealer. Yeah. Dr. Steve. I love that. Oh, I loved Dr. Steve. I love Dr. Steve. And I love that kind of thing of, like, going and having sex with somebody that's just, like, kind of representative of this, like, world that yes. you're a little bit, like, not that into, but then you are into it. It's very funny. Yeah, oh, good. Really hilarious. Yeah, I love that storyline. I haven't, that's a flashback, I think, to season two. Yeah. There's a there's a finale number I won't give too much away, but there's little visits from all of our past Come see me do comedy. Lovers. I'll be love it. at Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping people are pleased. It's a turn in from Rochester, what we've been doing, but I think Life it's comedy an appropriate club in one, Antonio, and I think it's a joyous uh, the improv one. In Washington, and if you're DC, open to like wise guys, a new the gateway experience, in Salt Lake City, I think it doesn't and uh, Club yeah. Regent Casino well, in so Winnipeg, open. and I'm so open to you. I'm so glad that you came to talk to me today. You can find all of my dates and whatever you need to know at on the socials. I my biggest thing I do is Instagram. I don't tweet very often, although I am there. But it's just me, Amy Landuck. 
Tucker mm-hmm. on Instagram. I'm like the old lady. I still haven't figured out the stories yet. Yeah, I know it's confusing, but but it's it, I'm there somewhere. We're there somewhere. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Amy. <laughs> Come see me do comedy. I'll be at the Lucky Eagle Casino in Rochester, the Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club in San Antonio, uh, the Improv in Washington, D.C., Wise Guys at the Gateway in Salt Lake City, and uh, Club Regent Casino in Winnipeg, and the River Cree Resort and Casino in Enoch. But you can find all of my dates and whatever you need to know at margaretcho.com. Never miss an episode of The Margaret Show. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The Margaret Show is an Erios production with editing by Kat Hong and original music by Garrison Starr. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.